This is Generation Education. Join educator Ruth Baynott Mondays at 11 a.m. as she explores modern parenting, physical, emotional and social development from pregnancy through adulthood. Mondays at 11 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back, and if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Ruth Baynard on Generation Education 101.9 High FM. And I have with me this morning Mandy Herald, and we're going to be discussing conscious discipline. Good morning, Mandy. Hello, Ruth. So lovely to have you with me this morning, Mandy. And I wanted to chat to you all about conscious discipline. Give us a little bit of background as to what it actually is. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Ruth. So just to tell you a little bit more about conscious discipline and why it's made such a difference in my life is I've been working in schools in Johannesburg for 20 years. I am passionate about social and emotional learning and actually just in general, Ruth, EQ over IQ, because I think that we are so equipped in schools to focus on academics and helping children to feel academically proficient and actually these skills that I'm going to be telling you about these these social and emotional learning skills help us to feel successful in our day-to-day lives and they underpin everything that we do and Mm -hmm. for me they're just as important as all the other things that we do in a kind of academic and a traditional school set because they are skills that set us up to be successful for the rest of our lives. Mm, Absolutely. And I think people forget that school shouldn't be just about academics, that everything else, emotional and all other stuff does come into play as well. Tell us just a little bit about your background and how you actually got into starting this conscious discipline and getting involved with that. Mm, Thank you. So I have been, as I mentioned, working in schools in Johannesburg for for 20 years. And for the last uh, 12 years, I've been in a position of leadership, uh, looking after as the headmistress of the foundation phase at the Ridge School in Westcliff, um, where I have got the great privilege and pleasure of looking after 240 little boys between the ages of five and nine. And in my journey, (laughs) so I've got two children of of my own. I've got a a 12 and a, a, sorry, a 13 and a 15 year old. So I always say that I'm a student mom first (laughs) and they are my biggest teachers. And in in terms of my, my professional space, I was blown away when I first heard about conscious discipline in 2017. I attended a conference in Cape Town and the founder of conscious discipline, a Dr. Becky Bailey was giving a presentation at the ICF conference. So the international conference, um, sorry, the ICP international conference for, for principals from all over the world. And it was being hosted in Cape Town. And Ruth, I've, I've had the amazing privilege in, in my professional journey to be exposed to incredible professional development, whether that is around a phonics program or maths or thinking skills or sustainability or whatever it is. And something, I mean, I get like a lump in my throat when I talk about it because something about this presentation was different. Right. Just hit that mark. 
just, I, I felt it in my body. There was something that was just profoundly impactful around what Dr. Becky Bailey was talking about. And it felt like it wrapped words around what my heart knows to be true about how we interact firstly with ourselves. Mm. Like, how do you treat yourself? How do you speak to yourself? Because I don't know about you, Ruth, but that, uh, you know, we've got generations stuff of of we berate ourselves we are so hard on ourselves yeah and and the number of parents that I work with that sort of say you know I'm not sure why my child is so hard on themselves and I say let's let's reflect Mm. on that you know Mm. how how you know how how are you really hard on yourself and then they say yeah say well that's That's what well that's what we're role modeling yeah and I've actually done quite a few shows where very much about looking after yourself first and being mindful and aware of your own feelings and your own care in order to be better for other people. And I was busy reading in terms of the conscious discipline, how you wrote there that it's a comprehensive brain-based trauma-responsive social emotional learning program. Tell us a little bit about that, because let's actually break that up. So Mm. looking at the comprehensive brain-based and then mm-hmm. the trauma responsive. I love that. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the brain-based first. So, oh, sorry. Let's talk about the, compre- the self-regulation first. Mm. So, Ruth, there is one essential skill that does the following things. There's one essential skill for us in terms of how we function that, and I, I want your listeners to, to, to pay close attention to this. There is one essential skill that predicts our children's academic success, that allows for delayed gratification, mm. that empowers us to set and achieve goals despite obstacles, that creates and sustains healthy relationships, develops empathy and problem solving, and allows integrity to hold true to one's values. So what do you think that one incredible skill that does all those amazing things are yeah well in my view I would say probably being connected with your own emotions Mm. and and just in in a nutshell Ruth that's that skill is is self-regulation and and it's the ability to notice and regulate our thoughts feelings and actions so what you just said in service of a goal and it's, it's really just a cluster of skills that allows us to press pause between the impulse and the action. Oh, and two that. decades, yeah, Ruth, two decades of research tells us that self-regulation is a better predictor of academic success. It's a better predictor long-term than IQ or early reading or early or, or, or math skills. So mm. how is that? It's so how do we? That. Yeah. How do we grow healthy, yeah. self-regulated children by being a healthy, self-regulated adult? And I don't know about you, Ruth, but I look around me when I'm driving in the traffic. We are dysregulated. So I feel like we are living in a very dysregulated world in general. And I feel like COVID has exacerbated, you know, this, the sense of frustration and Mm. anxiety and fear. And it's just, it's, it seems to have brought out the worst in in people. Absolutely. And yeah, don't even get me started on masks and, (laughs) and, and the like. 
but, I, and but, I, I don't know if it's even about it bringing out the worst. It's almost just people's frustration and emotions that have been suppressed for however long have now just been let out because people are, oh, they are frustrated. And we as adults haven't been taught how to, as you put it, self-regulate. So, and I love how you say, how do we expect our kids to do it if we can't? Absolutely. And that's why conscious discipline is an adult first, child second self-regulation program, because we can't teach skills that we don't have. Mm. And Ruth, we know we teach as we were taught, we parent as we were parented, we do our best until we know better. And conscious discipline has been going in the US since 1996, so for over 25 years now. And it is not about a curriculum because often teachers say to me, don't give me anything else in the day that I have to fit in. Mm-hmm. And parents say, but I'm feeling just already so, so stretched. Mm-hmm. This is about embedding it in terms of, because it's adult first, child second, how are you in the world? How are you showing up for yourself? Right. How are you treating yourself? How are you Uh, speaking to people around you? Are you role modeling that respect, that empathy, that suspension of judgment, that positive Mm. intent? Mm. And as Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. So let's go into the whole trauma responsive and the social Mm. emotional learning program. Chat to us Mm. a bit about that. Mm. So just on connecting that to the self-regulation How do children or adults under a great deal of stress self-regulate? Ruth, they don't. And how do young children or adults who've experienced unresolved trauma self-regulate? They don't. Mm. Well, they can't. And it's really hard. And I think certainly understanding the limited amount about trauma that, that I've read about in an amazing work is that there's small T trauma and big T trauma. So that trauma, as we've labeled it historically, is not just a hijacking or some traumatic event. There are small T traumas, microaggressions, the exchanges that we are witnessing around us. I I heard it in the office today where I heard of somebody who, a male colleague who phoned um, one of the parents, a female, a a, a mum who said, oh, it's two o'clock, you must be home. And she said, well, actually, I'm not at home. I'm I'm actually at my desk at the office. So Mm. I I think there is so much around, uh, around trauma that is part of our everyday life. And so conscious discipline wants to acknowledge that and say, how do we like we've got to deal with that first we yeah. have to feel safe we have to feel connected so that we can problem solve so that we can be successful and that brings me to the brain based so conscious discipline is brain based it's based on three brain body states that drive behavior in children and in adults so this is the same for children and in adults because right. state dictates behavior. So you know yourself, Ruth, if you are, if you're having a fabulous day and things are going your way, you're more likely to be um, calm and Mm. motivated and relaxed and focused. Whereas if you are triggered and the world is not going your way, 
your fuse is shorter, you're less likely, you're, you're less patient. You, I mean, it goes without saying, right? So, mm. so we were, mm. we're working really hard because we're doing things the wrong way around. We're trying to control the behavior without understanding that state, without understanding where it comes from. Right. And so conscious discipline talks about survival state, emotional state, and executive state. Right. So if I can survival interrupt state. there, mm-hmm. so just for me to just understand this. So what, what you're referring to is saying that for us to be consciously aware and to be in that correct brain frame it's about understanding what the trauma is or identifying the trauma and acknowledging the trauma be it a big t or a small t and learning how to work through it would you say Mm. or would you say learning how even if we don't work through it learning how to carry on on a daily level despite the trauma Mm. Absolutely. It's about that regulation is about saying, this is happening in front of me. It's not happening to me. And now, Ruth, I I do need to say that I'm not a healthcare professional. And certainly, if there is trauma that's happened, seek medical assistance. Mm. Absolutely have have the the behavioral therapy or or the psychotherapy that, that one needs so that we can move forward in, in a way that feels productive and to help us feel successful. Right. So right. in terms of, of, yeah, in terms of the, of the state dictating the behavior, we can think about it like an iceberg analogy. So the state is everything that's underneath the surface, all the unconscious stuff, all the stuff that we, that, that we carry, maybe feeling invisible or unmotivated or detached or feeling a little bit insecure. And the behavior is that top of the iceberg. And so what we tend to do as parents and as teachers, we, we see a child who is being disruptive or who is rolling their eyes mm-hmm. or who is um, being cheeky or having, you know, uh, um, having a, a meltdown or a temper tantrum. And we want to control that behavior at the top of the iceberg mm. without understanding where it comes from. Right. And so that's, that's really where, where, where conscious discipline, I feel like for me, is makes sense. Because right. it's not about looking at a behavior chart or a star chart, or if you do that again, I'm going to take away your privileges. Because, mm. because behavior is not governed by rules. Behavior is governed by connection and relationships. Right, right, right. So Mandy, we're going to delve more into this conscious discipline when we come back, because we've got so much that we do need to unpack here. So don't go anywhere, because we will be chatting more about this with Mandy Herald on 101.9 High FM. And you're listening to Ruth Baynard on Generation Education. This is Generation Education. Join educator Ruth Baynott Mondays at 11 a.m. as she explores modern parenting, physical, emotional, and social development from pregnancy through adulthood. Mondays at 11 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. And if you've just joined us, I'm busy chatting with Mandy Herald. And Mandy is a conscious discipline coach. Mandy, chat to us a little bit now. We've already chatted about the whole self-regulation and dealing with trauma and what it's all about. Let's chat. What is it? What is conscious discipline? 
what are we actually referring to? That's a wonderful question, Ruth. And for me, it is fundamentally about understanding that all behavior is communication. I'm going to say that again. All behavior is communication. And we can't teach children to behave better by making them feel worse, Mm. by shaming or by blaming or by lecturing. And I want to use a quick example here, Ruth, for, for your listeners today. And that is in the space of how we learn other skills. So if you have got a child and they are learning like a gross motor skill, so they're learning to ride a bicycle, they're learning to climb on monkey bars, for example, how many times do we let them figure that out, you know, fall, pick themselves up, add fairy wheels, take away the fairy wheels if you're riding a bike? How many times do we do that before we let them master the skill? For me, it the kind of logical response would be just because they fall off the monkey bars or they don't get the bike riding correct the first time you don't say oh don't worry you you don't have to do that Mm. you say let's try again let's look at it from another angle so that's in the gross motor space in the cognitive so when you're learning a skill uh, reading writing doing maths how many times do you let children figure it out before they master a skill And the answer there again is as many times as they need to because they are learning. Yeah, and you often get the parents who, if they're doing like an art project and the parent who's like, oh, color it in this way or don't stick that there where they actually start interfering rather Mm -hmm. than letting the child do it, albeit that the child might not be doing it to that standard, but they do it to their own standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we look at, a, so, so that's gross motor, fine motor, or, or a gross motor skill and a cognitive, so learning an, an academic skill. And then in terms of the social skills, your parents that are listening today, your listeners, Ruth, will know, in terms of a social, in terms of our manners, the please and thank you and in a school environment, morning ma'am, morning sir, sir, step aside with an adult coming through the door. We have to remind children as many times as they need to get that skill, as many times as they need it, because mm-hmm. we know that we ne- they need reminding. So why is it then, Ruth, that when it comes to an emotional regulation skill, a child that is presenting with having a meltdown or a temper tantrum, that triggers us as the adult to the p- point where we want to shut down that behavior. Right, right. So it's learning how we respond to the child's behavior so that we can, first of all, regulate ourselves to help the child regulate. Absolutely. And so conscious discipline is about taking back our power, about identifying that trigger. If you as a parent, if whining is a trigger for you, if if your children fighting is a trigger for you, if... Um, For me as a teacher, if interrupting in the classroom is a trigger for me, identify your triggers and then teach the skill. When you think to yourself, how many times must I tell this child, depending on the age, it could be around 2000 times Mm -hmm. in context for that brain to wire for them to use and learn a new skill. And Ruth, do you know who are the only industry that get this right? The car insurance industry, because they say, hello, young man, between the ages of, 
I don't know, 18 and 25, we know that your impulse control is not yet fully developed. So we are going to charge you a premium to rent one of our cars. Mm. Our brains only fully develop when we are 25 and 26 years old. And we deal with these little people and say to them, how many times must I tell you? Or (laughs) you should know this by now. Yeah, we can't stop charging them. (laughs) (laughs) And yet we know as adults, we we make oopses all the time. The, The amount of times that I know that something is not right for me and I just eat a whole chocolate bar when I know that I should just have one piece you know I could also say to myself well you know I should know better mm-hmm. and we yeah. don't extend that same grace to to our children. children yeah so it's actually it's almost about children see what they they learn what they see so very much back to that old ad, adage of what did they say do don't do what I do, do what I say yeah. or something like that. I remember yeah. that as a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do what I say, not what I do. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And conscious discipline actually talk about that, Ruth. They say, how can we make a shift from do as I say, not as I do, to be the change that you want to see in the world? Right. So now, Mandy, check to me a little bit about do you do workshops or is there somewhere that parents or teachers and parents and teachers can actually learn more? Absolutely, Ruth. So this is something that is growing exponentially in South Africa. Uh, When I first uh, became a certified instructor, um, I was the only certified instructor in, in in Africa. And whether we want to call this responsive parenting, respectful parenting, gentle parenting, whatever we want to call it, Um, It certainly is growing and it's becoming, people are becoming more aware of saying from a generational point of view, we can't just continue with the whole, as you say, um, that, that, that old adage of um, children should be seen and not heard. And this is not to be confused Ruth with permissive parenting. This Mm. is not do whatever you like, my sweetie, my darling, my baby, you're the center of the universe. No, this Mm. is about putting clear boundaries in place, what you focus on, you get more of what you offer to others, you strengthen in yourself. Yeah, and and so I actually love, of- I love that it's actually called conscious parenting or conscious discipline, because it's being aware of what you're doing and what you're saying. I mean, I'm reminded of, I'll never forget a few years ago, and my son said something to me and I immediately reacted back. I was shouting back at him and he said to me, mom, why are you shouting at me? And I stopped and I paused and I was like, you know, I actually don't know. It was almost like a reflex response rather than just a, I don't think I'd even listened to what he'd asked me. I just responded as to what my emotions were. A hundred percent. And that's the amount of times that I catch myself saying, stop shouting. And I'm doing exactly, <laughs> exactly I'm doing exactly what, what I'm asking my children not to do. Yeah. So in answer to your question, Ruth, there is the most amazing resources available on the Conscious Discipline website, consciousdiscipline.com. There are amazing free resources. If your listeners are on social media, there are wonderful uh, platforms with, with Conscious Discipline, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, follow Conscious Discipline. And then if you want to follow me, I'm mostly on Instagram at the Connection Coach. So at the underscore connection underscore coach 
I do run parent workshops. I do parent coaching. And I am so passionate about this route because the, the feeling that parents often get when we start unpacking what's happening is one of guilt and, mm. you know, have I ruined my child? I really didn't want to do this. And, yeah. and my well, philosophy. You're on the rap uh, radio show for that because every Jewish mother has guilt. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's very much my, my philosophy um, to suspend judgment, mm. to connect with people where with we're exactly where they are at because I believe that everybody is doing the best that they can do with what they've got in that moment. And so Sydney, I'm um, would love to connect with you. If you are having a hard time with your child's behavior, if you are feeling particularly triggered, as you say, Ruth, that conscious mm. discipline, discipline comes from, from the word disciple, which means to teach. Right. And often we confuse this. We, we, we punish. Our intention is to, um, is to punish and not to teach. And so how do, we, how do we upskill ourselves as parents so that we can help ourselves first? Right. And then so we can help our children to feel more successful. And Mandy, do you do one-on-one as well? I do. Oh, that's awesome. So let me I just do. go over this quickly. So, and, and do correct me if I'm wrong, if I got this incorrect. Um, so it's at the Connection Coach, and that's on the social media platforms, Instagram. Facebook. Facebook, thank you. <laughs> I went blank there. Or they can also go and look consciousdiscipline.com where there's a lot of free resources. Yeah. And sorry, Ruth, I forgot to mention my website is yes. mandyherald.com. Perfect. That's what I was just going to ask you for if they wanted to get hold of you or to find out more about you or conscious discipline. It's been absolutely phenomenal chatting with you, Mandy. I feel like we didn't even open the envelope. We kind of sort of looked at the envelope, turned it upside down and said, what's inside? And we haven't even unpacked it yet. But most certainly if someone does want to chat with you or explore more, they can get hold of you on those different resources we've been and it's sorry just sorry just to say Ruth it's a journey there's no quick fix there's no end point I want to be learning more about this because the neuroplasticity of our brain means that we are always learning yeah and as I always say even like you mentioned right at the beginning of the interview about how you learn from your children and it's so true. I do feel every single day that is something that we are doing. It's, it's not just a case of now know it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And you're listening to Ruth Baynard on Generation Education 101.9 High FM. Don't go anywhere. Right back after the break.